Third down at eight, empty backfield. Lawrence looking, can't find anyone, spins away. Now Lawrence throws, back of the end zone, touchdown, it's Ridley. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Ah, we can't get enough Kenny Albert this week here on You Better You Bet. That was from week one when the Jaguars beat the Colts 31 to 21. Um, a final score that made us sad. Really should have been 31 28, but it was 31 21. Calvin Ridley starred in that game, and perhaps Calvin Ridley will have a starring role this week for the Jacksonville Jaguars as they host the battered and bruised Houston Texans secondary. Derek Stingley's going to be out for this game now. That made official today. Stingley's going to be out. We'll see about Petrie. We'll see about Ward. A lot to be figured out on this Texans injury report. Our friend Adam Chernoff is going to join us in just a moment here on the show. But I want to remind our live audience, Joey Kanish coming up 20 minutes from now. We'll continue on P-Squared, B-Squared NFL Awards coming up in 40 minutes and throughout the show. Evan Silva still to come. Connor Allen still to come. Power Hour, final hour, featuring all our bets for tonight, including side total and props for the Giants and 49ers. But joining us right now, as he does each and every tremendous football Thursday in this spot at 4 o'clock Eastern time, and we love having him on the show. Been joining us for years here on You Better You Bet, the host of the wildly popular and excellent Simple Handicap podcast. You like football betting? Of course you do. You're listening to our show and watching it. You got to check out the Simple Handicap hosted by our pal Adam Chernoff, and also check out our friends at Right Angle Sports, the Right Angle Sports app free to download and features insight and commentary from pro betters on everything happening in the National Football League and he is on Twitter at Adam Chernoff Churn welcome back to you better you bet Nick and Ken happy week three my friend how you doing doing well happy week three can I ask quickly was that Michael Brown behind the scenes with the quick click to get the Ridley stuff up as we were talking about it that was impressively that, fast if it was that, oh yeah that's our pal Jake the Snake that's Jake the Snake Asan in our, in our Chicago yeah. studio wow. Jake always doing a great we job got- we got yeah the our uh, Adam the vi- video overlay clips coming back from like we got we got a crack team on this like you you start talking about anything like you start about Turkish basketball we're gonna have some Turkish basketball for you on the screen like we're gonna get, get the, the gonna get the Besiktas total going we're gonna get that posted so <laughs> gonna get all over that that was like two uh, minutes you, he had it ready to roll right? <laughs> yes that's you know that's the crew we have they're great they're they're awesome uh, and they like to play Kenny Albert too we were talking before uh, we, we had you on during the break about you know games that you were really confident in and I think you share an opinion for maybe a projection for a game this week that Nick and I have talked about a lot involving the Texans and the Jaguars. Now, as Nick mentioned, Derek Stingley uh, not going to play. We talked about that in the first hour of the show for Houston. And the Jags offense has not been very good so far. Press Taylor calling plays instead of Doug Peterson hasn't been great. They also haven't played Houston yet. So we'll kind of, we'll see how this goes. Jags by about nine and a half total got as low as 43 and a half now up to 44 and a half. Where are you at here with Texans and Jags on Sunday? Yeah, I heard you guys yesterday with Rob and Eric uh, sharing the same sentiment. In that way, I think this is a Jags offense. I don't want to call it a get-right spot because they were just fine week one, but uh, a bounce-back spot, perhaps the better word, again, coming off that Chiefs game. I'll go team total over 27.5 for Jacksonville, and really it's predicated on, on three things. First of all, against the Chiefs, second-best defense in the AFC. That's where I'll comfortably put them. They had three red zone drives where passes were completed to receivers and Chiefs defenders in the end zone pushed the receiver out of the end zone, the old push-out rule. And so they go 0-3 in the red zone. That was an incredibly well-defended 0-3 in the red zone that the Chiefs put forth. Number two 
is that now against the Houston Texans, you have a defense that's decimated with injuries. Four of the top five secondary players expected to miss. The one exception would be Ward, who is likely to be back on the field. It didn't matter if it was Anthony Richardson. It didn't matter if it was Gardner Minshew. The Colts were going up and down the field as these injuries persisted. So I think the Jacksonville Jags can certainly do that. And then third, you just have a lot of frustration and anger post-game and all week in the interviews coming out of the wide receiver room for the Jags. They weren't happy with last week. They wanted the revenge on the Chiefs from the playoff loss. All of these guys were upset. There's an extra emphasis from Peterson talking about winning now and making this game uh, the most important so far of the season. There's just there's a really good feeling around this Jags offense. So um, happily, I'll take the team total over here, 27 and a half. And Ken and I have both talked about the over for the game this week. I bet Houston plus 10. It's going to be hang, hang on to your asses time for me and my, my Texans bet, I feel like, coming up on Sunday. Churn, let, let's clear Thursday night football now, and then we can move to the rest of the Sunday slate here. Uh, Niners laying 10.5 against my Giants. Uh, total is down now at BetMGM from 44 to 43.5. I think, like, you've been given... I think you're undefeated with props you've given out on the show thus far this Ooh. season. I, I've got no a pressure. couple that I'm giving. I got a couple that I, that I'm going to give out in the power hour. I feel like sometimes we overlap. I hope that that's the case, given your sterling record here. Uh, do you have any props you like for tonight? Any thoughts side in total Giants and Niners, and then we'll go to the rest of Sunday. Let's do the the total first before we get into props. And Nick, I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, I'm catching you here, and I'll make it easy. When you think about Brian Dayball, do you think about offense or defense? Uh, well, yeah, this is not, you, you haven't asked me to split the yes. atom here. I think of offense. Yeah. This isn't even a okay. softball. It's like a beach ball. Here we right? go. <laughs> I'll throw you, I'll throw you another one. When you think about Kyle Shanahan, do you think about offense or defense? Um, defense for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so like how they couldn't stop Tom Brady. <laughs> so we're going, my point is we have Brian Dable on one side, Kyle Shanahan on the other. And I'm I'm hearing all the media on this game. I'm seeing everybody talking about it. And it's the Giants' offensive line struggles. It's the 49ers generating all this pressure. It's the really good 49ers defense. It's Wick, Martindale, and all these blitzes. And the total is 43 and a half down a little bit. And I'm like, should it be this low for a game with Dable and Shanahan calling plays going back and forth? And it's kind of... I don't know. We're just in this lull of ugly Thursday games that go back a while and everyone's kind of down on it. I just, I get the feeling that we might see both of these coaches, especially now with the Giants who just have nobody in the backfield opening up a little bit. I think we might see some points in this one. And so I am I haven't bet it yet. I'll probably be involved in the over. That's the way I'd look from the total. Uh, but some interesting props. But that's my thoughts on the total. I appreciate the playing along there, putting you on the spot. How do you go? So I'm putting you, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. Like, <laughs> like, what state are you broadcasting from right now? <laughs> I want to put you on the I spot. I just, what it's country? It's weird to see this number this low with these coaches. Yeah. That's that's Nick, Nick. Two plus two. Two plus two. Your thoughts. Go ahead, uh, go ahead. <laughs> two plus two. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, some some pretty crazy news, Adam. And I know you can kind of like see our chat. You're on video with us. We're all kind of like. Right, you know, seeing breaking news together. Uh, Tom Pelissero of NFL Media, Trevon Diggs, we talked about the how this this injury, like what is this going to be? Cowboys star corner, obviously. Feared to have suffered a torn ACL in practice on Thursday, which would obviously mean he's out for the entire season. And obviously this is a team that's low-priced to win the Super Bowl. We talked about Micah Parsons, maybe his MVP odds. Like this is, this is like a pretty big deal, obviously. Maybe not for this week's game against Arizona, Adam, but for kind of long-term Cowboys. Like maybe I'll just ask you this question, you know, 
now knowing that Diggs is out for the season, maybe that changes your opinion. Maybe, maybe it doesn't. It felt like we had this kind of cream of the crop in the AFC right already at San Francisco and you had Dallas and you had maybe Philadelphia would be the third team you throw in there. All of them yep. off to two and zero starts. How would you kind of order those teams now knowing Diggs is out? Maybe that makes a difference for you. How would you kind of order those teams through two weeks? Uh, Dallas one, San Francisco two, Philly three is how I would order those three specifically. I think that this hurts because Diggs went from his first year in the league to just this boomer bust gambling defensive back. He got the big payday, but when I looked at a lot of the stats from last year, he, he really toned it down quite a bit. Obviously, the interceptions went down, but he started to get a lot better just in true coverage. He's still, when you looked at his career numbers, was justifiably overpaid and sort of overperforming relative to what you would expect. But I thought that the mix with Stefan Gilmore and how well they got along in the offseason and sort of the mentorship that was taken on there, I thought with them finally having that number two corner on the other side of Diggs with Gilmore, that was a huge win. Now, their defense has played in the most comfortable of scenarios through two weeks so far. They've got a big lead early. That team is built to play with the lead, get the pass rush going, play coverage behind, and be willing to take some chances with Dan Quinn because of how good that pass rush is. If you take Diggs off of the field, that definitely changes things up a little bit. And what I think the interesting thing now going forward with the Cowboys is we've seen under money come in on them the last couple of weeks so far this season, again this week. What is this team going to look like when the offense is actually pushed a little bit and needs to open it up and go downfield. We haven't seen it yet. It's been slow McCarthy running games out, relying on the run game. And if you take digs out of the equation now, we might see some really short Cowboys totals in the weeks to come that you can pretty easily bet the over on. So I'm really not interested in this game, but this news really makes the Cowboys interesting going forward. You better, you better here with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. Great NFL analysis with our pal Adam Chernoff from the Simple Handicap Podcast on Twitter at Adam Chernoff. So, Chern, we asked you your favorite look for Sunday. You told us the Jacksonville team total over. Love it. Um, favorite side or total look for Sunday is what and why? I'm going to regret this, but I have to trust Matt Canada does something positive and take the two and a half with the Steelers. It's such a hard thing to do because he's just shown nothing but incompetence up to this point, not only last year, but the first two weeks this year. It's painful. There's no pre-snap motion. All of the throws are out wide that are incredibly difficult for Pickett to complete. It's just a mess. And if this was 28 or 29 other offensive coordinators in this spot, I would be jumping all over the Steelers. I'm going to still do it anyway, but I'm holding my breath because I just have a feeling Canada's going to screw this up. The Raiders through two weeks have allowed 80% completion rate to opposing quarterbacks. Everything that they're doing is playing off coverage, giving up everything underneath, just making life so easy for opposing offenses. It's all short and condensed for those offenses, but of the 14 defensive drives for the Raiders so far this year, seven of them have gone for at least five and a half minutes, and there's been multiple nine-minute drives against them. They just let teams go up and down the field. I think for the Steelers, it looks a lot different. It should look a lot different, at least, against this Raiders defense with how easy it is going to be versus the 49ers and the Browns. I'll take the points and trust Matt Canada does the right thing. But there's a, a big risk in doing that. But I just can't say no to the Steelers getting two and a half. 
Adam, two kind of surprising 2-0 and teams at home this week, kind of with a chance to go to 3-0, and but facing kind of like an uphill battle, facing a, you know, a really good team, maybe for the first time, probably in both cases. Washington, who, who I really like, I'm like very happy with this 2-0 and Washington start. Not sure if they'll beat Buffalo on Sunday, six and a half point underdog in that game. And then the 2-0 and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like great, Baker Mayfield's fun, Todd Bowles, coach of the year odds have dropped a lot. Okay, cool. Here's the Eagles. They're five on the road uh, at Tampa on Monday Night Football. Could you see either of those teams moving to three and zero, maybe being like a feisty underdog in their game this weekend? Um, probably more so. It's a good question. I would say slightly more so the Buccaneers. I've been impressed with their offense so far. Uh, I thought it was a lot better than expectation was coming into the season. Baker Mayfield's looked really comfortable under pressure, which is something he hasn't looked like before. These wide receivers go a long way to helping him out. Uh, it's the best group around them that he's had. So I, I like the way that that offense is trending. I think the Eagles defense has got really fortunate through two weeks so far, some red zone turnovers, the touchback and interception at the goal line. Uh, they've had a lot of things go their way and they have a lot of the guys that have missed coming back this week. But I think this is an Eagles defense that's regressing and still has a long way to go with some of the pieces they've lost on the back end in terms of the commanders. I, I think Howell got away with a pretty bad performance against Arizona and and still, I look at Washington. They were down twenty-one to three against the Broncos, who might not be a, a really good football team whatsoever. And so, I think that he's kind of got a benefit of the doubt so far that he's looked a lot better than he has. Um, so, I wouldn't be running the bet the Commanders unless this gets seven or higher, which as it has, it's been coming back the other way. So, I would say the Bucks are, the, are one of the two there that stand out. But on the prop note, uh, like Nick mentioned early, watch for Stefan Diggs props for the Bills. He just destroys man coverage, and he's going to get a lot of it uh, from Jack Del Rio in this defense. And so that'll be a, a really good look this week. I haven't seen it yet. I'm curious if the first number is a seven or an eight with Stephon Diggs. But, I mean, tough to ever bet against Stephon Diggs. I like that look from Churn. Churn, we got like two minutes left. I want to hit you with two questions here. Give me this in 30 seconds. You're a Jets fan. Is it possible you could bring yourself to click the button to take the Jets at either plus two and a half or plus three against the Patriots this weekend with Zach Wilson in 30 seconds, please? Easy 30-second answer. I couldn't. This offense has got serious trouble. Um, Christian Gonzalez shuts down Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill had nothing but praise. He's going to get Garrett Wilson. He can probably do the same. I think Belichick has the game plan as he has in four games he's faced Wilson dialed up pretty well here. So uh, I could not do that with the Jets, no. All right, and final question now, Sharon, in about 30 seconds. Now, we can all come on and give opinions about games, and we could be wrong because we have no control over what happens in the game that's played. But when you have opinions as bad as the opinion that you shared with me on Twitter a few days ago, and you like the Monday Night Football opening theme song with Chris Stapleton and Snoop Dogg, defend yourself, please, in 30 seconds from this egregiously poor take. Okay, well, I said we wanted to debate this. I think the Chris Stapleton part by itself is brilliant. I don't know where Snoop Dogg fits in or why they tried to make that combination. And I, the one thing that really annoyed me, I don't know if I could say pissed me off, but yes, you can. why are those dancers, why are the dancers featured in that thing? It was more about the dancers on the little dock there in the boatyard than it was Stapleton. <laughs> if that was just Stapleton, it's the best intro to any football show that there is. The fact that they have these background dancers and whoever that lady on the drums is, she's probably very nice in person. I don't know who she is. It just needs more Stapleton, and it would be brilliant. So there you have it. Like some, 
Some people need yeah. more cowbell. Chernoff needs more Stapleton. More and Stapleton. You know what? To be oh. fair, I, I, I don't know that he's wrong. Uh, he's on Twitter, at Adam Chernoff, and he's awesome. Check out the Right Angle Sports app. Free to download. Features insight and commentary from pro bettors on everything that happens in the NFL. Churn, we appreciate it. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you coming up next week. On the other side, our pal Joey Kanish stops by giving us college football bets for the weekend here on You Better You Bet. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.